Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready? We're going to go and see Laurie. Yeah, the Pilates instructor. Do you remember you were asking me all those questions about Pilates there the other day and I told you that we would go and ask Laurie? Hmm? Do you remember? Hmm? All right, well, um, how about you sing a song? Where did your Pilates journey start? I started with a dance background. So I moved up to Dublin and started my initial dance training up here and then moved to the UK. And throughout the training, we would have done like body conditioning classes, which were basically Pilates classes, Pilates exercises, which I hated at first because it wasn't dance. But then it completely changed my actual dance training and performance because it totally supported you in, in, in that. Towards the end of university, I was coming back to Dublin. There's not that many companies, none that run all year round. You know, funding's not very big. So I was like, OK, I need to have some income. Um, and I was I saw there was a Pilates training when I came back. So I started that and I didn't finish it. <laughs> and I was in and out taking classes and teaching and dancing and working with companies. And then I finally went back to finish my training with a different uh, a different style of Pilates training because there's a few different kind of schools um, after I had my uh, second child. So okay. I really kind of felt a bit more kind of grounded and focused in in my body and what I could do actually after having the kids. And um uh, kind of went from there. It kind of was a natural glide into it. And since then, I haven't really stopped teaching or studying or learning more. It's it's like a lifelong process with Pilates. I love that your your experience in pregnancy and childbirth kind of brought you back to really mm. focus on the Pilates. Yes, That's really interesting. Yeah. And then kind of catapult you on a more focused journey then yes. with the Pilates then going forward. Yeah. I guess that's just really important to note yeah. because... I think for a lot of women, they do have their babies and think, wow, oh my God, my body has just done the most incredible mm. thing. What else can I do or what can I do to support it? Yeah, you know? which is a great place to be at. Yeah, yeah definitely is. I found that after I had uh, my first, that it changed my whole concept of who I was and what I could do. So 
you know, I would have danced and performed and was teaching through my pregnancies up until like a few weeks before I would have been still physically active. I did prenatal yoga, which was fantastic, which was great. Um, but there wasn't too much, you know, uh, understanding of or any kind of classes out there post pregnancy. One of the big things with Pilates training is that it really makes you slow down and listen to what's going on in your own body. Big time. And I know your body's screaming at you after having a baby, but also a baby is taking up a lot of your attention. But to create that little interoperception of yourself and what's going on, how does that feel and why is that like that? And how am I standing? And okay, is this is this okay? Or, you know, what if I move a little bit differently? Does that change how... I feel throughout the rest of the day or the rest of the week. So even that, that then can be applied to your other kind of movement exercises every day. Yeah. You know, or just just every day getting out of up off the chair, how you pick your baby up, how you stand at the kitchen, you know, or walking down the street is going to make a difference. So this is my impression of Pilates before it was, oh, Pilates. Yeah, it's a bit hard. It's a bit harsh. It's maybe you don't get that mindful aspect I feel differently about it now yeah where does it come from um it was created by Joseph Pilates so he was from Germany but ended up moving to the UK he was ill as a child so he did a lot of physical work and breath work in order to get his lungs back to full capacity he did gymnastics he was very much I think there's this movement in Germany healthy body healthy mind it's, it's really important and it's essential so I think he brought that with him when he moved to the UK and he was put into an internment camp on the Isle of Man he was working in a prisoner of war hospital so what he started to do was help with the rehabilitation of uh, sick soldiers so the reformer machines that you would find come from him working with the bed springs he created like the, wow. yeah, the frame if somebody was bedridden they were able to get the exercise working without the force of gravity they could begin to strengthen muscles create awareness so it started there and then after the war ended he took a boat across to New York uh, where he met his wife Clara and then when they got to New York they set up a studio I think it was either above or below New York City Ballet so some of his first clients and you know followers were George Balanchine and all of his dancers and then the modernist dance kind of pioneers like um, Martha Graham would come to him and uh, and uh, Rudolf Laban. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the Laban school yes. in London. So they yeah. would have been contemporaries also. That's fascinating. It is. It's amazing. Pilates is re- it's very practical then. It is very practical, but he was also influenced by yoga in okay. his movement. So a, a lot of his movement he would have taken from a yoga practice and applied it or maybe changed it for what he thought was going to be beneficial for the body, the body and the mind and the breath. So I understand where the harsh kind of Mm. thing, his original exercises and there's different schools of Pilates where there's classical, where everything is taught exactly. Yeah. Strict. Strict. yeah. Yeah. And then there's different mindsets now. So I started in one kind of school and I've gone to a different kind of school um, with regards to training. And whereas we would take those exercises, but we would then look at who's standing in front of us because nobody is exactly the same. And then we would modify as to um, what we see in front of us, who's who's here and who's in front of us and what's their body doing. And then we would change it. We, I, I wouldn't 
be putting people into a lot of kind of pure Pilates exercises because maybe they can't or it wouldn't be beneficial or it might make, you know, a pattern worse than it actually needs to be. Live and Breathe Pilates is in the centre of <laughs> yes. inner city Dublin community. Yes. Now, I've been there mm-hmm. um, every Thursday morning um, <laughs> for some time until I couldn't go anymore. Um, well, actually, to be honest with you, I didn't go anymore because I felt like <laughs> my baby was too old. No, no, no. You're never to think that. Still and I didn't even have her with me. And I'd just come and I'd be like, hey, with no baby. Um, but anyway, the what I wanted to say was directly after the postnatal class is a fit for life fit for life yes. class and it's got all different age groups yes. and I love that and there's some real characters that oh, come in yeah. and out of the studio mm-hmm. who have lived in Dublin A for all their lives yes. and yeah. you know they're coming and they're meeting up with their fit for life class yeah. and then in the evenings you've got like your hardcore reformer yes you're completely dedicated yeah. yeah like there's so many people yes. that come to the studio we've got a right? huge dynamic amount of people from different areas so even like like for the fit for life so you have your group that maybe have grown up in the area but we also have the blow-ins to Dublin so like people who moved from Mayo and you know but they've grown up here and there's all this slice of Dublin life and history that come in and you know it's great even they may not have known each other but now they know each other yeah there's this fantastic kind of interaction of conversation and sharing of knowledge of what's this place or who's What's a better physiotherapist to go to? Yeah. Fact, you know, so there's great discussions with regards to that. There or, is. I know. have been in other studios, specifically yoga studios. Nobody really interacts like they do in Live and yeah, Breathe. And maybe it's said, yeah. maybe I'm kind of hanging for a conversation with somebody <laughs> when I go in there. But like, I do think there's this lovely friendliness and, like you say, an exchange of information and just like yes. community vibe. I love the fact that when you go into the studio as well, no matter what class you go to, yeah. that there is a little note on your account that says something. That about you, each client. Yeah, yeah. About, you know, that just something specific so that everyone can get the most out of the class that yeah. they're able for. So that's probably what's specific um, with regards. And one of the beautiful things with working in Live and Breathe, there's always a note section. Mm. So for some... It's very detailed because we ask you to fill out your form. We generally, depending on clients and why they come to us, we will do initial assessment. We will meet and we'll see how somebody moves. We hear about their life, what's going on. And then we will fill out so that no matter who you get in class and whoever teacher you get, we'll always check our, our rota and see who we have. And even if you've got somebody who's been coming a while, maybe you just need a little refresh. You mm. just go in, you go, OK, right, they have a issue with their foot they're recovering from some surgery um even down to you know if somebody has maybe you know they're having a bereavement or they're having a hard time you might even be put in so it's just something that you can just take care of or just kind of check in with them so yeah it is different in that way it's very personalized for each client it's fantastic yeah even in the in the postnatal class there's people at different stages with their Mm. babies yes and there's people at different moods mm-hmm. and different stress levels or yes. you know whatever it is the babies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so postnatal class is it's really fantastic I actually love having to be there to create a space for the moms coming in with or without their babies there's plenty <laughs> that manage to get a babysitter and that's that's brilliant okay. yay <laughs> a little bit of headspace. yeah well I found with all three that you know your body 
nine months, you are taking care, the baby's growing, your baby comes out and then you're taking care of it. And you like almost constantly are holding, feeding, caring that you almost feel like, when am I ever going to get my body back? Mm. So even if it's for five or 10 minutes that they can lie down for a little bit just to work on themselves, baby is happy lying on the mat. If I, you know, if it gets a little upset and I pick it up, yay for me, I get to have a cuddle. But also there was nothing better than having someone that you could trust take hold of your baby to allow you to use maybe two hands for something, you know, even down to you always had to eat with one hand, Mm -hmm. you know, those little things you, you have to do it, but they can be wearing and exhausting. I think when you have your first baby, time goes so quickly that you will find that one one day, hopefully, eventually, in those few early weeks, mm-hmm. you find yourself having that moment of freedom. Yes. Like for me, it was, I went over to my mom's and I lay down in a bed and yes. I just couldn't remember the last time I did that. Mm. And it was the comfort of knowing that my mom had the baby yes. that yeah. I could just go, I sunk so deep into that bed yes. that day. I think maybe for 10 minutes, yeah. but I might as well have had eight hours sleep Mm -hmm. it was just this deep relaxing sense of freedom like melting away so I totally relate to that just having a moment to just well see that's what um, I find talking to other moms in my experience and having my postnatal my ladies with babies come in is that you know we are very separated from community support or that village support that would have been or family support that we would have had generations ago. So, you know, often we're at the house by ourselves, your partner leaves, lots of people, they're away from their family. They live in another other part of the world, even across the city or down the country. So you're really isolated. And, you know, you might be lucky to have a friend who has a child who's experienced that. But even then, it's hard to make time to get to see each other. Everything's so fast. Mm -hmm. But it is essential that you have, you know, a little bit of that support because that's whenever things are really tough. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I had a, a mom in recently and she came to the second class, um, gorgeous little girl who just wanted her mom's attention the whole time, just wanted to see her. And just when she would see her mom, her face would light up. But, you know, she divulged at the end of the class that she didn't have somebody to hold her. I was the first person to hold her baby for a long time her husband would come home from work otherwise she was home by herself but it was just her and the baby and that's that's really too much you know that's really asking a lot of of women you know especially first time because your whole world has changed your whole concept of yourself what 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 you're going to do or how you feel it's it's such you've birthed not only a new baby but you've birthed a new you and you're getting to to the realm you're trying to get grasp of that and I don't think we fully understand that until you experience it and you're in it yeah you can't be told no you'll never be told yeah and until also, you're in it and then you don't really want to be told thanks very much because I'm yeah. trying to be in it right now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I mean I think it's quite yeah. a, it's quite a shock um, but it's really important that for other women and I find and I have had other women in my life not just my mum and my sister which were huge supports to me but I had other female friends that were the ones that would go, you're doing great, you're doing a great job and I understand and let's take the baby or here dad, she needs to leave now so I'm going to take her, Mm. we're going to go down and we're just going to get a coffee and we might just window shop 
Yeah. That even just somebody that would kind of go, I'm going to take you. Yeah. And hold you for a little bit mm. and then bring you back because yeah, that it, it is so tough and all encompassing, you know? Yeah. 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 So tell me now, what do you particularly like about the postnatal class? Oh, so many things. So seeing absolutely gorgeous, delicious new babies <laughs> coming in um, and meeting them and all their little different personalities, um, meeting the mums and finding out I, I'm a bit obsessed with you know, birth stories. Yeah. I love to hear me too. about how is the labour. Yes. And I'm like, really do tell me. I'm really interested. Give me the in info. I love it. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. Um, so the kind of, you know, hearing how they're doing after that, what they experienced and then getting down to a little bit of focused movement and then just seeing, you know, hopefully in a class, a little bit of the settling of the system down and the getting into what they're feeling and experiencing, having the time to experience that and then feeling a little bit of a change oh, or a bit of a release. Yeah. Because all I know now as a postnatal teacher, I kind of go, oh, I wish I knew about, I had a foam roller. I wish I knew I had spiky balls. Spiky balls. Spiky balls. Yeah. I, you know, if I'd known all those things, that would have been really beneficial for me. I lived on one of the Pilates balls through all the pregnancy sitting yeah. down and after when I was feeding because that's what worked for my son sure you know I kind of go oh, if only I knew all these things yes yeah. it would have been a really lovely thing to do for myself at the time so it's relatively simple very, once you're yeah. shown how to do exactly. it you know and yeah. the benefits are yes. incredible mm-hmm. I mean one of the first classes that we had together when mm-hmm. we were I think I came out of it going I'm like they're like that's a part of my body I didn't even know was there. That's magic. Now, I just magic for a Pilates there. teacher to hear. It's amazing. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it so much. I was like glowing. And it's not skipped too, home. And it's not. not too much. It's not like we're doing, you know, a million exercises. No, that was it. You see, see, that was the thing for me. It was like, I was like, right, I'm off to my Pilates now. I've, I've, I've carved up. I'm going for my workout. And I got something completely different mm-hmm. from it in all the right ways. It was so positive for my body. Yes. It, what qualifies a person to go to a postnatal class? Do you have to be assessed or do you, do you can you go, like, can you just walk out of the hospital and go to a postnatal they, class? The Off recommendation is a six week checkup if it's been a normal uh, vaginal birth. Mm. I think it's 10 to 12 weeks C-section. Check in with your doctor as long as they say it's good for you to come. You'd have to check for the diastasis recti so there's a little exam that you can do that or we can help you have a little look at that so and there's different stages of that or where they can be also yeah and not everybody's going to have that but there is going to be separation so yeah if you're going back into exercise just slow it down now I'd have clients in other classes that I teach you know um, which I would teach like a bar class and yeah. I'd have lots of prenatal moms that have been you know doing those classes before they got pregnant and continued yeah. with them they're great because you're upright mm-hmm. continue with your movement it's always good as long as you're safe and we do our precautions but they would come back in to do certain kind of high octane classes and you kind of got to go you need to just slow down a little yeah. bit because um, I know we've got this you got to get back you got to get back and everything's got to be pulled back in and one of the best things my very good friend said to me after I had my son was um, she said look it took nine months to create mm. and make 
yeah. you know, dairy. Yeah. You know, at least before anything starts to come back and you got to allow that time. And that was like a huge relief. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. You know, and, you know, everybody's body's different. So it's going to bounce back a little differently. But mm-hmm. I went off on a tangent there. Not at all. Six weeks, you might be skipping up the road. Fine, no problem. Six weeks, you might be like, there's no way I can even contemplate getting out of this house for a certain time in a day to yeah. be anywhere with my child. And that's fine too, you know, but... Uh, it took me a long time to mm-hmm. be able to... By my timelines, it was a long time. I think it might have been March and she was born in November. So that's like nearly... Was that nearly Gosh. four or five months before yes. like I could mm-hmm. come along? And I'd had a few physio sessions before yes, yeah. I did that too. Maybe I tell a lie. I can't remember. Anyway, it's not important. It's not about me. <laughs> um, but when would you think? Do you think that there's like? Do you have to have done Pilates before? Um, no, no. We have moms that have never done Pilates. Or maybe have just done yoga or yeah. have maybe done no exercise before and yeah. you know that's absolutely fine you know if, if you're starting from a base of not knowing actually maybe that's a good thing so let's start at the very beginning and start with your basic principle of breathing which is yeah. the number one principle of Pilates so and that's hugely um, beneficial for for mums because if you focus in on your breath and you've got a great awareness of the breath you're beginning to activate the pelvic floor even then without even having to go lift your pelvic floor if you've got a focused breath and you're getting you know a full inhale through your nose expanding into your ribs and into your belly and you're exhaling exhaling is going to gently lift your pelvic floor and engage it you know that sounds lovely that's just to begin with so it's not just about coming into the class and doing pelvic floor exercises then yeah well like that's really important and your poor pelvic floor is taken a huge weight for nine months and it's slowly recovering and you may have had tears or cuts also there's the possibility of c-sections so there's a lot of recovery in and around that whole area but that's not the sole focus anyway you can't isolate one muscle you know we're just going to work on the pelvic floor because everything is connected even if it's starting with your feet may begin to help you engage your pelvic floor or starting with something to release in the back of your neck will have an effect on the pelvic floor because you know you got to look at the person as a whole and often it's the points which aren't the focus or where you should be looking the empty space the quiet spots I got it yes I got it (laughs) so when you come to your postnatal pilates class it's a more holistic approach. It's not just about pelvic floor exercise. You don't have to worry if you haven't been doing your 50 million no. pelvic floor exercises a day. Nobody's yeah. going to judge you. It's just whatever your body needs. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah. often it's the gentle kind of step into accessing that movement or that awareness of your pelvic floor or your pelvic alignment. There's so many other things which are compensating in your body afterwards. Yeah. So. You might have a really overactive um, upper shoulders and back trying to hold the baby. You might have uh, kind of stress through your feet from how you're sitting when you're feeding to kind of give you support to breastfeed. And all these other structures in your body are maybe working a little bit too hard or held short. So if you come in and often what we'll do is we'll work with the spiky ball. And especially when we do the spiky ball work in around the sacrum, the pelvis, Often there's a lot of, you know, your pelvis is moved and 
gone through like huge changes in labour, there's often a lot of swelling, fluid in around the whole structure of the pelvis, which is a number of bones. Now they're they're fused, not completely fused. There is a little bit of movement that does happen and has happened. So when they come back, there's a lot of fluid around there. So often the big relief you would have found for the spiky ball is that you're releasing a lot of that. I genuinely do that every day. Yeah, no. I like just... a little bit every day. Yeah. Even if I just get, Evie has a little ball, like mm. a soft ball, yes. like a really, like I don't have a soft spiky ball. I just have the hard spiky balls. Yes. Uh, and she has a ball pit as well. So if I use yes, one of those, great. like whatever, <laughs> or, or a socks rolled up, yeah. just something to yeah. like create a bit of a lump mm-hmm. and then to just kind of like massage around. Yes. It is amazing what you can do. And actually... Because it's on your sacrum, it kind of relaxes you a little bit mm-hmm. as well, doesn't yes, it? It kind yeah. of turn, it takes you down. It does. That's it really, really, you really down, healthy. Yeah. yeah. Hugely um, important. I love that spiky ball. Great. I love your modification. That's great with your... Do you like that? Yeah, that's excellent. DIY. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll be, I'll be passing that on to clients. Can you use okay. a sock? Yeah. <laughs> Your kids no, you've got to wall, roll up the socks into yeah, you got to get kind of you know, firm. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about uh, common postnatal symptoms. Any more that you can um, um, think of? Oh, so there could be uh, pelvic pain, prolapse. So that is also a big one and it's a great one to talk about because it can be quite embarrassing for moms postnatally, especially when they're trying to find their way back and there could be leakage from both ends, as they say. So um, (laughs) that is definitely something to not be embarrassed about and to Mm. go get help. And if you're not listened to, to then go get a second opinion with regards to that. Yeah. Um, And also to say, weeing yourself is not normal. It can be fixed. It's not because you, this is the way it is that right now I'm never going to change it. We can change it. And yeah. you, you need to spread the word about this okay. because always are going to are trying to make it as normal as possible in their adverts. Yeah. They're trying to sell you that because they want this thing to sell. But we can train our pelvic floor muscles. We can train that. We were taught how to be potty trained. Yeah. That is a muscle which can be trained. So that is fantastic to hear. Pass the word along. We will. We will. We're doing it right now. Yes. Um, because it's a bit like like diastasis and prolapse, I think, are re- like they're words that scare. They sound they're scary. so they scary. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God, I've got the prolapse. You probably don't. Or it can be fixed. I thought I had a hint of prolapse a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Evie is... 11 months now so I thought I had it a few months ago I went racing back to the physio I was like I've got the prolapse oh. and yeah. she was like no you don't you actually have the opposite your muscles are after tightening up they're too tight, tight yeah. so you need to chill out again yes. I keep telling you you yeah. need to chill out like yeah. you know so this this is also comes back to the yeah. pelvic floor we got to strengthen 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 yeah. so often we can either have a very weak pelvic floor or we could have a very strong one And if you are kind of either end of the spectrum, they're going to have kind of the same results. So we need to be able to contract when needed. We need to be Mm. able to relax when needed. So you've got to have um, that kind of happy medium. And often, often, and this is like actually for Pilates teachers from all our training over the years, we're often too tight in the pelvic floor. So we have to do a lot of training to release and to Mm. be able to relax the muscles. But Mm. also this leads into... 
you could have this issue and you could be working to to fix it and we can fix it and we can you know give the exercises and the training and retrain like that and it's it's not too hard mm. <laughs> and a lot to do with breathing yeah and awareness and um but especially to to take care of that and take care of ourselves now because when you become perimenopausal and you hit menopause that is whenever your hormonals level change your estrogen changes it actually affects the elasticity so that's whenever you begin to see the injuries you may have had in labor okay so um and from childbirth you know so even this is one of those things where you know even if you think everything's okay it actually would be really good to just go and see an actual physiotherapist who deals with women's health go get a checkup get an internal in order to see okay how is everything there what do i need to do because then the issues become a little bit more clear whenever the joy of joy the change comes yeah yeah <laughs> so Take care now. now. Have a little look now. Just because your GP or your Mm -hmm. consultant or somebody is not instructing you Mm -hmm. to do something, just take care of yourself. Go and have something looked at or take a little Pilates class. Take some time to check in and do some rehab yourself. Exactly. You know, and it's going to help you in the long run. Yeah. And once you have had a baby, you are forever a postnatal. Like yeah. that's that's it. Your body is changed. Yeah. So and that's very hard. That's a part of the change of mm-hmm. being new you. That's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing what you've done. And, you know, we're always changing. We're always shedding cells and skin and stuff. So you got to just love that. Yeah, but that's yeah. it. We're not we're definitely not the same as we were seven years ago. No, yeah. I wish people I wish we didn't we didn't say things like I've just got my body back or mm. um, I'm going back. I don't hate the use of that word back, but there just seem to be like it's, it's overused with regard to this because it's like it gives people a misconception. You don't really go backwards. It's like no. you say you're going forwards. You're yes. like this is a new phase. This is yes. unknown territory. And yeah. The world is your oyster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think as a professional that there is a culture for the fourth trimester? How long do they think the fourth trimester lasts? So they say it's like the first three months after your okay. baby is born. Yeah. Um, it's full on. And if I hadn't gone on this journey that I have and met people like mm. you, I probably would be a little bit doolally trying to do it all. Yeah. You know, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like that you're expected to be up and around and back to being yourself and still you know take care of this baby and um, be ready for work because you got to validate yourself outside of the house it's more about you know taking it seriously going do you know what like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be winning on everything right now yeah you can just take care of your body you can just get to know your baby yeah you can just find your feet you can be in your dressing gown for three months if you want to yeah i think the fourth trimester as a cultural thing is about trying to nurture yourself and your baby in this phase Mm -hmm. and trying to you know change people's thought process around that and just be kind to themselves it's it's very tough. My very best friend, um, she lives all the way over in California now and she had her first child about a year and a half ago. Um, I first met him this summer and he, they came home for a visit and I didn't know the full extent of how hard it had been for her. Mm. She she says she can't even look back at photos now at this stage. It's too much. That time was so hard for her and she didn't have family around and it was, you know, 
and then she was having problems with breastfeeding and he wasn't feeding well and she had to go to a number of different uh, feeding specialists and and now she told me that uh, I'm to talk about this with other moms to be her breast ducts hadn't formed properly so she was producing milk but not enough but when she finally got the diagnosis of this and it's common enough that you know the 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 doctor said to her you know you'll never be able to fully breastfeed your child you're going to have to supplement it so she got that diagnosis she was exhausted tired but she was also then running around to get breast milk from breastfeeding mothers who had extra that's I couldn't even imagine what's going on with that it's you know horrendous horrendous yeah there isn't enough support for breastfeeding there's awareness yes and there is sympathy and uh-huh. empathy yeah you know but there isn't really for partners there isn't enough information on support like because just even after that fourth trimester or those first few months like it continues on yes you know yeah. like you don't like just because you have the hang of your latch and whatever like there's always a new phase in the breastfeeding yeah, there's there always is. like a new pattern or routine or a new demand or whatever it is exactly. you know and then there is like tr- like trials and tribulations that come with that as well yeah yeah there you is know, you need support everyone needs support yes. like you know throughout that whole phase but I'd also say that every mom is integral in helping new moms in the fourth trimester of being there, of being, you know, a help and a support um, and understanding and a mirror back for what they're experiencing. That's it's huge. It's so huge to be able to give that support and tell and tell a new mom you're doing great and to go, OK, let me help or I'll mind the baby go lie down in that super comfy bed yeah you know just knowing that somebody else is willing to do that for you can mm-hmm. just help you get through the day yes usually you know? usually and I and I think also seeing that with regards to the breastfeeding and how hard that can be but I had an older sister I'd seen her go through terrors of you know mastitis and nipples cracking to feed but then ended up feeding for you know, over a year, you know, breastfeeding. Yeah. So I, I saw how I'd seen what she'd gone through. So I knew when it came to me and I was experiencing that for the first time, mm. I also knew she'd gotten through it and how wonderful it was and mm. how handy it was also. Having that shared common experience as a woman, even before you have a baby, is actually very helpful, you know? Yeah. And if you can be that kind of teacher for each other, support yeah. for each other in that fourth trimester, Mm-hmm. It's it's usually important. Was there anything in your recovery after you had your babies that took you off guard? Ooh, uh, I had a cesarean, emergency cesarean with my first. Wow. And I had an episiotomy, labour with ventosuction with my second. Wow. Yeah. And then um, my last child, uh, it was natural tearing and um, recovery for each one was quite different. I think I found, especially with the first, it was the getting used to the change of your whole life. The bodily return, it took a while and I had to be kind of careful with that. Mm -hmm. I had a good understanding of what was required in order to get moving and how to, you know, be careful with the stitches. I had quite a, a, a quick recovery. Um, lucky you. Yeah, I was lucky in that way, but I had been moving and dancing around mm-hmm. um, 
for the cesarean and like that <laughs> I just imagine you moving and dancing around on the bed now no 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 it wasn't no, before that but <laughs> doing a little jig but um I had to try and kind of say to myself you had a re that was like serious like that's an operation that's yeah. a serious operation big like, time you know there's moving of organs and taking a baby out yeah and, and I suppose it's 14 years ago now so it's quite long away it's in the mists of time with regards to anything that threw me back. I had issues with regards to even, I would walk a lot because we lived in the city and didn't have a car. So uh, I had a an issue with every few steps. I'd get like a catch in my inner inner groin into my hip, which used to freak me out. I was Weird. like, oh, that's, that feels horrible. But yeah. that definitely was related to, you know, a birthing, yeah, birthing injury. You yeah, know? a little gift. A little gift. A little Here present. You go. But, I, you know, I actually, I went and I got some, manual therapy which is actually really essential like you know when you went to the physio like Pilates definitely mm. but actually for certain you know issues or injuries having annual actual manual therapy to help you along your journey to recovery is is definitely essential to, yeah 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 hands sure. on yeah Oh, and if you don't have that spiky balls on spiky balls are brilliant you know <laughs> I think everyone should be handed one when they leave the hospital yes. for sure you're a dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, music must have played a big part in that whole phase in your life. Okay, there'd be music I would associate from here on the radio. At home, uh, my marriage at the time was very controlling and abusive. So the music that was in the house, the radio that was played in the house, was never my choice. That's right. just the what I went through. Mm-hmm. Now I have complete control over what I want to listen to. <laughs> but um, I had... Uh, the the one sound music that I do associate with when Derry was born and we went up to my parents brought uh, us up to Donegal where I would have always gone to holiday as a kid and I had an aunt from Canada visiting I have three cousins over in Canada and two are adopted the two oldest when she was in her 40s she had her son they managed to have um, Shane and she said to me it was only maybe a week and a half old. So, you know, really fresh out of the packet. I, didn't, I forgot half of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't bring enough baby grows or yeah. vests and I had forgotten nappies. Like the basic things. I had just arrived up and yeah. I felt really stupid. And yeah. uh, and I was still getting used to breastfeeding. And then yeah. we were in this rented house but by the sea in a place I love. But uh, I remember and I was finding it really hard with the knife feeds, you know, yeah. Um because I'd be, you know, be worried. Oh, am I doing this right? And okay, will they go to sleep afterwards? And will I get sleep? I don't know. Yeah. And I remember in the evening time, she was just looking uh, at me feeding him, and she said, "Oh, Laurie," she said. Do you know what I loved the most? Whenever uh, I had Shane, was the time at night, um, when it was just me and him, and everybody else was in bed. She goes, and I'd be feeding him and looking at him, and he'd be looking at me, and. She goes, it's such a special time. Mm. I'll never forget it. And when I got up that night, her saying that to me had such a huge effect on how I I, I was feeling about getting up to do that. And um, the window was open because it was the summertime and I could just hear the sea. And I was just like, wow, this is this is so this is so amazing. Like that, that's what I associate sound wise with him and with Isn't babies beautiful and we still go holiday up there every year yeah 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 up there that's but, gorgeous but for me that that was a huge thing and that really helped me 
to get through and kind of be in the moment and not be overwhelmed by that yeah. this is not going to last yeah. either this is a special time if not a hard time yeah that was that was a really big one Okay, top tips in the Pilates context would be come in and meet with an instructor one-to-one. -one. Bring your baby, that's no problem. And we will talk about how you're doing, how the birth was, how the recovery is going. Um, we'll do a little bit of movement. And even in that first session, we'll, we'll begin to give you some little things you can take home. So my top tip would be first to do that. But once you have that, Take the time to lie down, focus on your breath. So just even that um, and just that just takes your nervous system down. And if you can get a hold of a spiky ball. Yes. And you can use that in different parts of your body, your hips, your glutes, your sacrum. You can use it between your shoulder blades at the back of your head. It's a really nice release. You can put it behind your shoulders and move up and down on a wall like you know it's very portable you can stick it in portable. your handbag or your change bag yes. or you your know, pocket even I, I have clients that have takes take them on long airplane journeys and they come off the plane feeling like they haven't been on a long journey so yes. with regards to that you can take it everywhere and then as the baby gets older they think it's a cool little play toy and it can they can play with it it's not yeah. going to hurt them so yeah. I have lost spiky balls for like a year and a half into toy boxes and refound them. <laughs> We're going to play a little game now. Oh, okay. It's a biscuit tin, but I left it outside. So hold on one sec, Luke. I'm just going to come out for a sec. Yeah. So, okay. Right. I forgot the tin. It's an <laughs> Ikea <laughs> bag. You're such a mom. <laughs> Sandwich bag. So you pick something out of this. Okay. It's just a word. Oh, no. And tell me if anything comes into your head. What? Would you pick? Cleaning. Fuck cleaning, but I do it and I hate it. And uh, yeah, it's important. I feel good after it, but pick another one. <laughs> hospital. When I see hospital, I think of bringing them home from hospital. I think Aww, good things. Cute. Yeah, yeah. cute. Like yeah. new birth. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think when I see that. Right, pick yeah. another one. Oh, I took two. <gasps> then you have to do the two. Okay, okay, okay. All right, first one. <laughs> Baby. Oh, Aww. snuggles. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Yeah. And uh, baby hospital cleaning. Jeez, sounds like my life in a nutshell there. Heat. Oh, necessary. Yes. 100%. Nece necessary. Okay. I know. That, hot I water bottles hanging out of my earlobes. Yes. Like hot blankets, water bottles everywhere. Everywhere. Blankets. Yeah. Yeah. Heat necessary. Um. And you feel a lot of heat also. You get all hot and sweaty carrying those babies around. Sure do, girl. Well, we're almost done. But before we go, <laughs> we just want to let everyone know where they can find you. In case we haven't mentioned it enough. <laughs> if you want to find me, I am in Live and Breathe uh, Studios. And you, you can find them definitely online. And they're also on Instagram. So <laughs> they've got lovely photos yeah, and lots of information for classes. Yeah, and it'd be great. You'd be more than welcome. Okay. You and baby and also you without baby. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. Don't be shy.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.